Dirty Carpet. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that you were sharing your nickname. What? Why would that be a nickname? You tell me. Obviously, somebody gave it to you for a reason. Val. Carpet matches drapes. Dirty. Do you have drapes? Long, no. luscious locks of hair. I have a, a valence only. <laughs> what if I like just grew out this part of my hair because this part is thinning <laughs> and going away? I would love that. I just said, like, the crown of my hair just super long. <laughs> I would look like a hippie, I guess. So, my sister-in-law's <laughs> brother... Okay. He'll never hear this. <laughs> he decided so. for some time that he would grow his hair out because he was like, I'll never be able to do it again. Uh-huh. And it was just, like, wet spaghetti noodles oh. <laughs> on the side and back. And just... Yeah, twelve angel hair, so hair pastas. Oh, that was it. <laughs> all the way around, and then nothing on top. Oh, no, like a light smattering on. There top. was a guy that I knew in college that had uh, dreads for the longest time, and I used to think he was really hot. He was white, which I was like, "Sir, why are you mm -hmm. doing this?" But I still thought he was hot. Um, and he had dreads for the longest time, and then he started his hair started to thin with the dreads on, so they would just like full on fall out of his head. Like and you were sitting like long... in physics one day, and all of a sudden, just <laughs> now he was in plopped. my organization. But I mean, I didn't ever see one fall off of his head. But they definitely like started to do something. So like in the later years that I knew him, because I knew him from my freshman year up until my junior year, uh, he when looked he like a homeless graduated. dog. No, he had to shave his head because <laughs> I mean, all of the like there were pieces missing of his dreads, so he had to shave his head. And I was like, oh, <laughs> looking. Looking rough, but he had to have had those dreads for a long ass time because they were quite long. Also, he was in college, so he's losing his hair as tw at twenty two. Bitch, I've been losing my hair since I was in high school. Well, yeah, really. Uh, well, okay, I don't know about losing my hair, but like I've definitely like had like these this receding hairline here. I mean, it wasn't obviously that far back, but like you could still like there was still like the rounded part right here. Where did your hair used to be? I don't know. <laughs> It's been so because it's been very gradual that it's been going. It wasn't like all at one time, like suddenly my hair was so much thinner, but like it's been a gradual thing. The gradual fade, fade into uh, uh bald, nothing, baldness, nothingness, a slide into depression. Yeah, I, I that was not a slide, girl. I was already there, hair <laughs> just hanging out. Sorry. I think that speaking of depression, oh. uh, do you ever wonder because I think. All millennials suffer from some sort of depression at some point in their lives all the time. Um, do you ever wonder when, like, you, like, were depressed? Like, what caused your depression? Like, what where, what point were you depressed and didn't realize you were depressed? Um, generally, I think all depression for your boy stems from gaiety at a young age. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and I don't think that I realized I was gay. Uh, what? Oh. <laughs> depressed. She knew. No, I, no, not gay. Sorry, <laughs> I knew I was We gay. all knew. <laughs> uh, we all knew. I knew whenever I got a, 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 a feeling when I asked for... for My Little Pony and I didn't get it. Well, and yeah, I the Barbies. open mouth <laughs> sobbed in my room. Uh, I didn't get a My Little Pony. The Bratz doll. <laughs> Bring yeah, it yes. back. Call Wait, back. what is it? What is their song? Just Bratz. Isn't no, it? it's uh, something. It's Bratz. Something, something, brats. I don't remember. But do not play it later. 
You're going to play it later. <laughs> I'm going to play it now. No, don't do it. Um, Girls with the fashion for fashion. Rats. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, so th- then I was like, whenever I like look at my, because uh, the reason why I'm asking this is because this week I have, especially this week, I've been in like the manic phase of like my normal depression that always happened so i'm like clean everything let's do all the things let's just have so much fun what's up you gotta clean your glasses <laughs> real quick clean my glasses. Uh, and there's still on there what's happening manic. what's on my eye manic 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 it's happening um so i've been like doing all the things um while i'm supposed to be working but if you're listening to this podcast and you're um also my coworker ignore this uh please um because i'm very busy i'm always busy emails <laughs> very very busy craft well we don't, haven't had any emails so like I get i'm with, crafting we, preemptively crafting we crafting get done emails. with emails at like 9 30 or 10 and i'm like all right how oh, tired are you oh i didn't realize he was yawning i thought he was just like shocked at something kenny was doing and i was like sleeping <laughs> <laughs> This dog is sleeping during the night. How uncommon. This is not right. Um, yeah, so I was like, oh, wow. So what? this is like fun having like serotonin. It was like my brain was like, you may have one serotonin. <laughs> one Do not... drop for the peasant. <laughs> Do not fuck with this, okay? And it's like, please, I will take this drop of gold. Mm. So delicious. <laughs> so that's what I've just been going crazy on uh, lately. So um, uh, I also love whenever my coworkers, just another tangent that's already a part of this tangent. My coworkers will be like, like today, for example, my coworker Lucy was like making a joke. She was, uh, she said a comment about like um, seeing someone in a restaurant and, you know, things that it, like old people in a restaurant th- thought it was really sweet and she bought them dinner. And I was like, oh my God, Lucy, you're so sweet. Because she, she normally gets really angry. She's normally, in our little chat, she's normally like yelling <laughs> about silly things that customers do. Um, and so she was like, yeah, I do this. And I was like, oh my God, look, she's so nice. This is so crazy. And so I like responded. I was like, I'm actually like, she was like, yeah, I'm actually a nice person in real life if you can believe it. And I was like, yeah, I'm actually a mean person. I don't talk to anyone. I'm antisocial. And she was like, I have a hard time believing that when I listen to your podcast. It's like, you sound like you're a really fun person to be around. And I was like, you're, what's her name? Lucy. Lucy, you're wrong, girl. I'm sorry. He's awful. He's really terrible. I don't know how he eventually ended up around us, but we, it just blossomed into a just magnificent, awful, <laughs> magnificently awful podcast that we created. You know how like, there's a lot of daffodils and daisies in a, in a cow pasture? That. That's the idea <laughs> That's me. A uh, lot of shit caused flowers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Um, anyways, depression. I watched your stupid Alexa thing, and it was stupid. Oh, the the whisper thing? Alexa, whisper. Oh, you didn't like that? I thought it was so funny. Oh, my God. I laughed a little bit, and then I was like, I can't share this with Thomas because he's going to not think it's funny. He's going to think that you're nasty and that you're into that. <laughs> anyways, so. Uh... <laughs> Here, listen to this. Isn't this funny? Isn't that cool? Don't you think it's cool? Dude, what if, what if, just listen again. Just what, what if. No, just like, keep listening. I feel like that's what you do all the time. Well, no, this this will like, get funny. <laughs> <laughs> look, and then he's like, look, and he's like, I'm working. <laughs> like it's only five minutes long. 
it's just uh it's only 12 minutes like don't worry about but it but after this we have to watch one more so yeah. because it, so it makes sense it makes sense because it builds you know and then yeah. uh, and then there's also like the head spin-off after that you, you know. wouldn't get it unless you know the like the references yeah exactly so exactly mm-hmm. we gotta watch this movie too just like start from the beginning just start all over um so as i've been doing all my like manic crazy stuff uh i was like where did i start with my depression and i was like I think it's been around for a while. I just like never acknowledged it, and then I saw the memes on the on the Twitter sphere when I finally got on the Twitter. And I was like, "Stonks!" I stonk the stonks. I was like, "I'm definitely uh, one of those uh, depressed Twitter gays now." All right, so <laughs> that was my story. I don't know where I was going with that and how it started. We were talking about balding, stonks. balding. <laughs> Oh, we're going further forward <laughs> further than stonks. For- <laughs> I just wanted to go back to stonks. The stonks. Uh, you guys will just say anything. Stonks. stonks. <laughs> yep. Stupid. Um, yeah. Um, have I seen anything funny on the internet lately? Oh, boy. Is that that's where you're going with it? <clears throat> no. I feel like you've just been listening to a lot of Shoshana Bean, and that's it. Oh, Shoshana Bean! <laughs> Listen, she used to oh be mine God. as an amazing piece of uh, musical theater, but when performed by Shoshana Bean... It's even better. It just is heightened to a level that we have not seen. Oh, boy. And I know it came out in 2007, but we still haven't seen it <laughs> until everyone has watched that video. Yeah. So I- you have to watch Shoshana Bean, apparently, because... Uh, perform, perform, what's it, wait, waiting, wait, wait, waitless? She used to be mine. I don't really care about anything else in the, in the musical. That one and Make It Rain mm-hmm. by Shoshana, or by Ed Sheeran as performed by Shoshana Bean. As oh. performed. Chef's kiss. As she's not, this is not a sponsored ad, just by the way. <laughs> but if you are Shoshana Bean. <laughs> and you haven't You don't have to pay podcast, me. I just want to hang out with can you. Can you be my friend? <laughs> can you verbally uh, no yeah i would take that too but i would prefer like um vocal renditions of what i'm doing in my daily life wait what's the what's the she used to be washing dishes that yeah that's what i want um wait what's the oh cameo you what does shoshana bean have a cameo i don't know she doesn't seem like the kind to have a cameo Girl, if I was even like a D-list celebrity, I would get a cameo so fast because there's, you know, there's some weird ass people out there all the time. Me. <clears throat> like you. Excuse me. What's happening to me? <clears throat> Pardon. Um, There's some weird ass people who will like these just like random ass celebrities. I mean, some of my favorite celebrity, favorite um, uh, people, uh, characters from like, for example, Parks and Rec. Um, oh my gosh. She does have a cameo. There you go. <laughs> Your donation goes to charity. I wouldn't. I'd just take that money. $75. Well, she thinks she's business, does she? Mm -hmm. This drag queen's more famous than she is at do it for like 25. Are there um, examples? Of the drag queens? No, sometimes they give examples instead of like you can watch somebody else's cameo. Oh, oh, I want a cameo from her. Yeah. Maybe it's just happy birthday. Let me sing happy birthday to you. Happy Wasn't Jada birthday. Essence Hall's only $75? Hers was $75 when after she won. Yeah, I know. Shoshana Bean. It's Shoshana Bean, though. Jada Essence Hall is more famous than Shoshana Bean. You know how much Katya's is? $200. $200. Yeah. That's what I figured. Figured. Figures. But see, Katya makes sense. I don't know. How much is Jan's? Have you looked up Jan's? No. Jan, if you'll do a cameo for free... <laughs> Let us know, because I know you listen to this podcast. 
<clears throat> you probably because also listen to our Ruby podcast because uh, it's January. We anyway. talk shit. <laughs> okay, one person talks shit about you. <laughs> yeah, you fucking bitch. <laughs> it is January. She's doing a really good job. I like her uh, January stuff. I don't hate Jan. I just well, it's not under under Jan. Jan sport. I guess that's kind of Jan Eric. Stop. I know that. Ah! <laughs> I know that she's got a cameo, though. I've seen them before. It's under Jan's. <clears throat> Notify me when she's available. She's not available. Oh, she's just so busy. Oh, well, she does do them, but right now she's not doing them, I guess. But also, if you, uh, I don't know. Bitch, if I was putting my full <clears throat> full face in drag, I would uh, sell that shit all the time. Because, I mean, that's the whole thing is, like, you just spent two hours in drag. How much is one from James Manfield? Does James Mansfield have it? Probably. James Man Mansfield is actually really funny. Have you seen like? <clears throat> we're not talking about drag. Um. Anyways, cameo. Uh, yes, cameos are fun. We should get on cameo. Be like, here, here's Chris and Spencer. Nobody will pay for them. I don't care. James Mansfield. It's something to put us out. Fifty bucks for James Mansfield. So. How much is Bob? Bob, you're just going through everyone, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Pearl. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want that. Oh, okay. Bob, wake up, Pearl. Does Bob even have? She sure does, but it's not available right now. Oh, Bob's so busy. She's probably busy on the winter season of Drag Race, winning it. She's probably just too busy making hand over fist money. Winners... Punching someone in the face and telling them that they owe her a thousand dollars. Yeah, that makes sense. And Winners like, drag okay. race season, ten ten people who wins. Go. Bianca's not not doing it. She's too busy and she's. I don't think Bianca would win if she were doing it. I don't think she would. I, well, no, I think I'm not certain. I don't think she would. I'm not certain that she would win, but I'm not certain that she would not win. I think it'd be Bob. I think Bob be, would be the winner. I think it'd be Bob. Or well, no, because we can't invite Shangela back. She didn't Bob or Shay? I would pick Bob over Shay. I think I'd pick Shay over Bob. Mm-mm. Shay, but see, Bob. Okay, Bob's fashion is questionable sometimes. Always. Shay's fashion is much better, but also her comedy can stand up close to Bob's. Bob's comedy is good, but excuse me, her acting skill, Shay's acting skills, and Bob's. Wait, a better question: Who goes home first? Oh no! no hold on. If Jinx Monsoon is there, Jinx Monsoon wins. Who goes home first? Uh, Aquaria. Aquaria or Violet Chachki? Oh yeah, Violet goes home first. Violet did some good, some good in some acting challenges, but she also did not do some good in a lot of things. Uh, I hated Aquaria across the board. Yeah, um, Aquaria is not going to last. Yay. So we, we can ignore Tyra Sanchez. We can ignore Bibi Zahara Benet. Um, no, they'll bring Bibi back just because it's RuPaul. Uh. And then she'll just go, and people are like, <laughs> anyways, this is not this, the drag yeah, podcast. This is about our spooky. Yeah. This is We're talking about scary things. We're scaring people. Are we scaring you? I'm scared. Oh. I'm but that's scared. mostly your face. I moisturized. Did I look good? I thought I looked good in the mirror when I was like putting this on. You have a nice glow. Do I? But it's also very dark in here. That's fine. Keep it like this. <laughs> I've been taking... Oh, wait! Did you see this? No. <clears throat> Are those new? Have they been there? Have you shown me this? They've been moderately new. Ooh! 
We're looking at uh, lights turned on. Look how bright it is in here now. Now is it too bright? Now no, it, well a little bit because I did like our like. Ooh, it's spooky. It was a little bit more somber. Yeah, this is a little bit like. Hey, Peppy. Fire. Yeah, but also look at my skin oh, now in all this light. Oh. Oh, not somber enough. I just like the lamp. <laughs> I was so used to just the lamps for so long. <laughs> since August. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we were doing fucking Christmas lights. Yeah, Christmas lights and that lamp. And that lamp. That lamp. <laughs> At this table right here. It was like a little card table right Isn't here. It's going to be so sad when the lamps go upstairs. <laughs> oh. What do we got? We're going to have to do the dim lighting then. Right? No, I want to put other lamps there. Oh. I want but them to be lamps. battery powered because I don't like the... The strings. Yeah. But Why did you put an outlet up there? We should have thought about that, but we didn't. So hmm. it's too late now. All right. The electrician, for the last time, went home... Was it yesterday? Yes. I thought he's like always just listening to us, but like not really paying attention. It's when I scream. He's like, what's <laughs> he's, what's I'm in <laughs> He's asking me, but but that means he was listening to you because he answered your question. <laughs> I love you, Boopy. <laughs> I said, I love you, Boopy. Thank you. <laughs> okay, he was kind of listening. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, booby. Well, no, just because whenever he hears that, he's like, he's oh, just, I have to say something. Just saying a name again. <laughs> it's me in the kitchen saying, I wouldn't be surprised if we never heard from Denise Richards again. <laughs> what the fuck? That's what Trixie says. Oh. <laughs> me in the kitchen saying, Girls with a passion for fashion. Mm. Barats. Barats. Um, anyways, this well. This grease is really stuck on. Girls with a passion for fashion. <laughs> You're like trying to clean like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 O'Reilly. <laughs> it's like singing, like, education connection. Typing up my notes. <laughs> it's my money and I want it now. <laughs> Call J.G. Wentworth. Eight, seven, 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 cash now. Eight, seven, 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 cash now. Yes, exactly. Eight, seven, seven, cash now. Anyways, jingles are lit. But you know what else is lit? Tell me about it. Our sponsor. I'm going to talk to you about something real fast. Uh, But first, let me ask you a question, Spencer. Um, Do I have time for that? Uh, Well, you better have time for it. I have a little bit of time. After. What? Go. Oh, okay. Um, I do have to ask the question. um, Does the week... (laughs) The t- three weeks that we've been, four weeks that we've been in 2021, have you feeling spoopy? Oh, yeah. Are our listeners feeling anxious lately, especially when we start to witch cackle? <laughs> <laughs> I was not ready for that. I well, did not intend for it to be that loud. It's just going to break everyone's ears. Um, well, did you... <laughs> Did you know that your dog can quickly pick up on those feelings and also Spencer's witch cackle? (laughs) Just mine only. Don't worry. Our sponsor, Baked Bones, is here to help. Their dog bones are made from organic, all-natural, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil. And their products are made 
uh, oh, are here to provide you peace of mind and relief to your anxious pup. And hey, you can even use code SPOOPY15, Spoopy15. to get 15% off of your bag of delicious treats or hemp oil tincture today. Check out their Instagram at BakedBones or their website at BakedBones.com to find some information and reviews on how they've been helping out other dogs too. Need your dog bones ASAP or want just want to touch things? Uh, you could... It's <laughs> rummaging through things. You can always pop down to Man Ready Mercantile in the Houston Heights, as well as off of South Congress Street in Austin. Uh, baked Bones. <laughs> oh, that one was actually like good harmony and not dissonance like we did for uh, Rupee Podcast. Like we do always. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Just like terrible n- noises. You know what else is harmonious? What? Wait, wait. Oh, yeah. We talked about this. My voice. I would love to talk about how beautiful my voice sounds. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh. 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 Oh, that was a pretty good match pitch. Again? You ready? Ooh. Oh, my God! <laughs> it's still very... Uh... So we're doing a new podcast. Yeah, we're going to be... Gonna be... Singing. Singing podcast. And uh, Savannah's our show choir captain because she was in show choir and she tells everyone about it I all the time. I need her to get white gloves. Okay. I can only be conducted with white gloves. Oh, she's not conducting. Well, if she's going to be around, she's got to wear white gloves. Okay. Savannah, I feel like I met Macy. <gasps> she can wear those gloves that Dixie has, the white gloves that you still see the fingers that are just on the hands and they're just like little doilies on her, her, no, her wrist. No, I like full-on Cinderella gloves. Oh, all the way up to the shoulder. You pull a Katya and just wear the medical gloves for, not even medical, I think those are vet gloves for sticking inside of people's booty holes. Oh, I thought they were just fake hands. What she was wearing? Uh-huh. No, I think those were definitely for... Um, um, Fisting a cow. Impregnating cows, yeah. Because they go all the way up to, like, your shoulder. Because you You have to go all the way up to your shoulder. (laughs) Um. Wow. What happened? Wait, pausing? Whenever you click a lot, I'm like... I'm bringing up my notes because I had up commercials. Okay, well then put away commercials and bring up your notes. I did. Because it's your turn to go first, bitch. Woo! But first, Ooh. a word from our sponsors. Oh. Gin. Gin. <laughs> our sponsors. Hey, that do ma- you hate what you did last night? <laughs> Just drink gin. Uh, also, do you want to hear us get sloppier and sloppier as the night goes on? Gin. Thanks, gin. That's what makes our podcast terrible. Palatable. <laughs> Palatable. Honestly, if you're not drinking while you're watching this, watching you, you're watching this podcast. I mean. <laughs> I when I listen to them, I, I watch the screen, watch the little dial go, and also very slowly because it's like two hours long. It's like, like hurry up! <laughs> oh my god, who's gonna win? You're like watching on else. two different TVs. Like who's going first? Uh-oh. You know what I did today? What did you do today? Found out. Well, I knew this already, but you can. Um, there's an app on your phone oh that allows you to borrow books from your local library and listen to them audio books. That's pretty cool been listening to 1984 today why why because it's very telling yeah also your anxiety is like mine and you're gonna read 1984 right now yeah because i've always planned on reading it and now it just seems like a good time 
Yeah, not great. <laughs> because you're only going to get more and more scared. My other chance, my other option was Animal Farm, and I was like, that's oh, probably not a good idea. The, the first five chapters of Animal Farm is good whenever things are good, and then when things go bad, you're like, wait, hold on a second. Yeah, 1984 is just straight out the gate, everything's fucked. Yeah. I think I prefer that to Animal Farm. Animal Farm's not bad. I need to read it. It's important in, for me to read. In ninth grade, reading as a ninth grader, not great. Reading as a older person now, probably pretty decent. See, but yeah. I don't know that they have audiobooks of Sailor Moon manga. Oh. Because that's my other choice. Oh, we're going to talk about manga in my uh, topic. Oh. <laughs> well, let me just <laughs> Wait, head on you, into my did topic. Did you do an international topic again? No, um, you gave up on that. Mine is an ethnic topic. Oh. So, yes, <laughs> but right. also no. Okay. Um, I want to talk about Dybbuk's. Who? A Dybbuk. Dit, spell it. D-Y-B-B-U-K. Okay. So, um, why am I already halfway down the page? Why do you, why is this such a problem for you? <laughs> no, it's not. So, um, yeah. It's, so a, it's not, it's not. <laughs> a Dybbuk is a spirit or a ghost that is malicious, and it comes from Jewish m- mythology. Ooh. Um, so it's believed to be a dislocated soul of a dead person that possesses a person and will only leave once it completes a goal or has been helped. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about uh, the history of Dybbuk's, but there's also a very specific modern instance of one. Do I'm they attack people? Is it kind of like a, what did I call him, yin-ganger? Yin-ganger? No, it's sort <clears throat> of like a possession. <clears throat> Oh. It's like, uh, what do they call them? It's a poltergeist, kind oh, of. Oh, okay. Possession uh, of items or people? People Ooh. and items. In it's, in most cases, it's a possession of people. But in the case that the modern specific instance I'm going to talk about is a mm. possession of an item. Ooh, okay. Tell me about it, bitch. Um, so the word You comes, know I love the ghost. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. I hate it's them because baby. I love them because I hate the ghost. Ghost. It's a ghost, darling. So there's this pipe that's attached to the house here that we need to take off. But- it's been windy lately, so it's like banging against the side oh. of the house. And I was like, it's a ghost. It's a ghost. But I don't believe in those. So. Well, I told you that we have the bongo drums in our the wall between me and Savannah, right? I've told you this story before, I think, multiple times. But uh, between mine and Savannah's wall, at least I think that's where it's at, um, there's just this random... I, I think it's a pipe, but I'm not certain that we'll just randomly start like moving in the middle of the night or during the day or whenever it fucking feels like it and we'll just like bang against the walls so it sounds like it really sounds like someone shuffling in savannah's closet so the first few times i heard it i was like because it normally was happening around like why are you up three in the morning in your closet well the first few times it was happening at like seven o'clock in the morning when she like six seven in the morning when she normally gets up for work so and it's not even her actual closet because she has like a big walk-in closet and then that's like a like extra like side closet thing that's like on the side of her room i don't know why she gets two closets but i'm okay with that because it's um, a master bedroom yeah but like it's supposed to have a male and female closet yeah i guess that makes sense it's a, like i guess this is the male closet because it's very it's shallow and long like, in the actual room and then there's the big walk-in just closet for just for suits and shoes and all that stuff um but yeah so we always hear like a noise we were hearing noises that like we just assumed it was the other person and, like, we just didn't talk about it. And then I, like, asked her a question one time. I was like, like, what do you do? Oh, no, no, no. The, there was a point that I heard it, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, what are you doing at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning in your in your uh, closet? And she was like, I thought that was you. And I was like, what do you mean? And so, like, we explained to each other, like, the sounds that we were hearing. It sounded like 
it sounds like drums like like someone because it doesn't sound like banging on the wall it sounds like shuffling like you know it's probably the air conditioner no because the air conditioner and heater have been off some nights so that does not make sense i can hear those things so yeah, I don't I don't know what it is, and I thought it was a neighbor's, but it also it really does not sound like someone hitting the wall. It sounds like something is just doing something inside of the wall. If that makes any sense. No, no, it doesn't. No. Um, and so then we started hearing it, and like it's the worst thing because you you hear it at four o'clock in the morning, it wakes you up because it's it's quite loud. Um, it's really annoying. I had a very interesting dream. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> that I'm not going to share here. Okay, so your topic. No, anyways, so <laughs> it was the same same night that I heard the pipe, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, but I had this dream that, like, so there's this building, right? Mm-hmm. It's ta- it's gonna take way too long to try to explain this on this podcast, but essentially, it was a, a so like a, it's a building, and the lower underground you so it's a building with multiple levels mm-hmm. and the level that you're on right now is the the ground level but there's multiple basements and that is a descent into lunacy and if you go up in your dream yeah and so this girl she fell down the the elevator and, and she went crazy yeah but it was so good it was an uh uh, uh it was alzheimer's yeah. And I'll tell you about it more later. I actually told Thomas a lot better and maybe he can relate it to us. <laughs> um, but I'm going to write a book about it. Okay. Uh, so, okay. That's good. Anyways, a dibek <laughs> is, comes from the Hebrew word dibuk and dabak, okay. which literally means the act of sticking or adhering and clinging. Ooh. Ooh. Um, so the, fir- the, the term was first. I'm a stage five dibuk. Dibek. Dibek. So what, you just changed the words. Yeah, I'm giving you the root words because dibic is a specific thing, but it comes from no, dibuk a, and dabic. I'm saying I'm a dibuk, which is stage five clinger. <laughs> that's cl- that's sticking. You're a stage five dabic. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Clingy. I would just let me make my joke, bitch. It didn't work. I'm not, it's not joking, coming, bitch. It's not coming across very well. Oh my god. So <laughs> the first term was written about. Uh, the term was first written about in about. Blah. First, the term, oh my god, 1600s, when we first heard it. 16th century. That was Uh, when every, well, 1400s through the 1600s, everyone was like, ghosts. Ghosts. Ghosts are doing it. Not a single person can do this, it's all ghosts. Can you imagine from like, a hundred years of people just being like, well, that was ghosts. Well, I mean, you look at the bubonic plague, bubonic plague, we've already researched it on this podcast, people were just like, this is God's penance to us, not because you're not washing your hands or your bodies. From 2000 to 2020, we've fully... Be- I feel like we've been through, like, four lifetimes. Mm-hmm. From 2000 to 2020. Bitch, we have lived a lot. <laughs> and I'm like somebody who's... Because we lived a- through uh, World Trade Centers, a huge war, another war, a uh, fucking... Plague. Plague. Uh, uh, election. Two terrible elections. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's career. <laughs> Amanda Bynes' career. Amanda Bynes' career. <laughs> Who else's careers have tanked? Miley Cyrus? No. Well, then she came back. Paris Hilton. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, Naomi so- Campbell? 
I don't know. I'm just kidding. No, we love her. <laughs> okay. She's still fierce. Yeah, she is. She's, she's <laughs> I was going to send this meme to Wait, no. Somebody. I'm thinking about a different Naomi. What? No. Who's the white one that was hanging out with uh, Paris Hilton? Her name wasn't Naomi. What was it? I thought it was Naomi. No. The one who's now... She hey, does, Google. She does funny things. Hey, Google. Who's Lenny Kravitz's daughter? No, no, it's not Zoe Kravitz. Who was the girl that hung hung out with her? Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. Nicole Richie. Why did I think it was Naomi Campbell? <laughs> I don't know. But there's a meme of Naomi Campbell sobbing and saying, I just hate that you're all so ugly. <laughs> But, but she's gorgeous, so she's, she's allowed so to do that. <laughs> but I think she meant ugly as in the sense of, like, you're mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. that That's valid. Yeah. Is she British? Yeah. That Then that Ooh. makes sense. That makes more sense. Why uh, are you so ugly? But I love it, and I want to send it to American people. Because <laughs> they're like, <laughs> you're all so ugly. You're all so ugly. It's valid. Um, as a Canadian, I feel like that's your duty now. <laughs> to call people ugly. Just be like. You're ugly. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's your fault. <laughs> be br- be You know be- what, Brooklyn? Be You're British. ugly. <laughs> be British or be better. Like Yeah. Uh, or be Brooklyn. in between but not American. <laughs> oh my god. No, I'm not gonna say that on the podcast. <laughs> tell me later. Yeah, I'll tell you later. Okay. Remind me. <laughs> um, so it, it was largely unheard of until uh, the sixteenth century, um, and then largely ignored until a play written by S. Ansky, titled The Dybbuk. Um, <laughs> so he was like, look. He was like, it's a word. It's a word. Bitch. <laughs> uh, so the play is set in a region of Poland around the early 1800s. Um, a man falls in love with a woman, but she is married off by her father. After which the man in love promptly dies. Oh. Because why not? Um, well, that was like what you sent me. The meme that you sent me that was like women in literature and how they died. And it was like. <laughs> Somebody said no in a room that she was in. And I loudly. died. So, it's so good. That is so it's funny. It's so good. <laughs> Haven't seen the ocean in years. That was me. Haven't seen the ocean in so Had long. Had too beautiful of a face. <laughs> so funny. Um, I really wanted to put that in the Star Wars one, but I didn't yes. think people would get it. No, it, I think it would be much appreciated because Jamie loves medieval shit. Uh, so she would love that. You should do it, and it would go over very well. <laughs> well, I'll wait for it in person. I think that you and Jamie have a very similar um, uh, sense of humor, so I think you guys will get along. <laughs> We've met. I know you've met, but... We've met. But you, you're going to have to interact with her a lot more. More than saying hi. More than saying hi and going to a performance. And sitting used on that. opposite sides of each other. I'm not familiar. And then riding in an Uber. Oh, no, no. Uber? I'm not familiar No, I drove. No, 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 we, we rode, rode an Uber. Anyways, um, so yeah, this she, podcast takes so many turns. I love it. I'm, I'm two paragraphs in, uh, out of seven pages. Oh, um, after so yeah, she the, the man falls in love, dies before her wedding. She attends the graveyard to uh, to to invite her mother and grandparents who are deceased, but inadvertently invites her dead lover. Um, how how. Because she's like, come to my wedding to the gravestones. And they were like, all right. <laughs> all uh, right. And so he possesses her. 
Okay. Um, she shoves her husband at the altar and screams at him in a man's voice. Mm. Mm. Uh, while the clergy try to exercise the spirit, it is revealed that the identity of the spirit is the man who used to love her. Okay. They were a lot of names that didn't make a lot of sense. His That's name fine. was like Canaan. I, I, prefer, I prefer things without names because sometimes whenever you have a million names, I'm like, sir. No. Nothing's happening here. Especially yeah. as we drink more gin and more White Claws, it's like... And people are... Is, her name, uh, her it's, name is... Who? Sarah. I don't know who this is. Her name is That's Sarah. That's like mine had a bunch of like... Because it's in Japan. And so there's like a lot of Japanese names. So I... I uh, eliminated a lot of those. her him they and they them. not even that it was just like because there was points where it was like oh the judge this and like the you know this person i was like no one needs to know that the judge like just yeah. call him the judge mm-hmm. if you want to look it up look it up yourself <laughs> did you do furuta who furuta what's furuta you didn't do furuta though. no <laughs> um so yeah but uh, i might want to do furuta I don't remember what her last name is, but you had looked at it before. Oh, no, no. That one was too much. But you did that one. You did, no, I did a different you, one, no, which you was did very a, similar. a different one that was similar. That's what I meant. Japanese people are crazy that, with their well, murders. Let me tell you about that, okay? that I will tell you about it. Stop playing your game. I see you in the fucking window. <laughs> it's not, there's not even that much going on. Shut up. <laughs> um, so she, yeah. So the clergy are trying to exercise her. They find out it was the man that loved her. Um, so, in order to be sated, the Dybbuk of the man wants her father to be sued because he had promised his daughter to him, apparently. Um, the the courts were like, uh, yeah, you can't, he, a, a dead person can't sue This you, is all so. in the play or this yes, is real? This okay. Is the play. <laughs> okay. Um, and so, um, <clears throat> the clergy is like, okay, well, we got to exercise her now. And so, they... Um, they play ram's horns at her, and they light black candles and summon various mythical entities. Um, the, Is this within the Jewish faith, or yes. what are they? Okay. So the Dybbuk leaves, and the woman wakes. As soon as she's alone, she senses the Dybbuk is still around in her room. She confesses that she always loved him ever since seeing him for the first time. She rises, walks toward him, and they are both united in death. So she dies. Yes. I died because I saw a ghost. This is Jewish Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I killed myself. Listen, there's nothing around here for me. <laughs> I have this husband that I was about to marry, but My no. My father, he's been sued too many times. <laughs> I'm out of here. We're Jewish, so it's fine. Yeah. We have a little bit of Jewishness inside I of us. I have 3% Ashkenazi suit. I had 9% Jewish. and then they changed it and told me that I wasn't Jewish anymore. And I was like... Mine is still there, so... Well, they changed it again. Have you looked recently? I really have, yes. Oh. Like, in a month, in the past month. I don't believe you. (laughs) I have. Okay. And you're still Jewish? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Nothing changed on it. (laughs) Because my genes are so... Don't say pure. (laughs) I will slap you if you say pure. (laughs) I'm just pure Jewish. I'm just white. (laughs) White. White. Oh, that's good. Uh, so this piece led to popularity among the topic um, and led to digging up of earlier accounts of possession that were demonic in nature and not ghost-like. A dibic is not demonic. Okay. A dibic is a ghost that mm-hmm. possesses people. It has nothing to do with demons. Uh, but so- demons are very popular right now. <laughs> yes. Demons are getting their live. Get your live. Mm, child. Child. <laughs> 
Um, so the people that were uh, in the orthodoxy realm were scared. Scared. Um, they took. Oh yeah, this is after the the schism of what the 1300s, 1200s. Oh, um, way after that. This is like the 1800s. Yeah. Oh. 1600s or 1800s. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the orthodoxy realm is scared. But w- Eastern Europe was mostly orthodox. Uh, orthodox Jews. Jews and yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, many preventative measures were taken to ensure that you wouldn't be possessed by some of the things that were believed to be causes of possession. Like if you made a sloppily, if you sloppily wrote a mezuzah, which is like a printed Hebrew phase, phrase that's kept in a case, if you did it not well, it would be said that a divic would come get you. Oh my God. Or if you even, even entertained the thought that Moses didn't part the sea, divics. Dibbics everywhere. So basically they use this this uh, phenomenon to create reasons to scare people into, into the religion. religion. Yeah. It's the same thing with Christianity. Every religion is like this. Every, and I'm not just trying to attack Christianity, Ju- Judaism. Uh, I mean, every single religion is like that. I mean, you fucking look at Hinduism and they scare people into believing that people are lower than them. Yeah. <laughs> what? The, the cows the, are... The, the cows are the gods it. and everyone else is, is terrible. Anyways... Believe whatever you would like to believe. No, I, I, I don't believe in freedom of belief. But when you're attacking people and bringing them down just because you fucking feel like it, and if your if your religion is telling you to bring people it, other no, people no, no. down, if your religion makes you think that you're higher than other people, then it, you should not be in that religion. Yes. <laughs> um. So the continued uh, superstition has been since that time until now. Um, Dibbics are very popular among Hasidic Jewish people. In popular culture, there are famous films depicting Dybbuk's, such as The Dybbuk uh, by Michael Wazinski in 1937, and an adaptation of that original play. Woody Allen wrote and directed a movie called Love and Death that satirized Russian literature by referring to one of his character's husbands as a Dybbuk. Mm. Oh, your husband. You mean that man that's possessed you? Mm. Um, 1997, Christopher Guest directed Waiting for Guthman, starring Eugene Levy. And oh, Catherine O'Hara. Yes. Uh, so they had a relationship since then. And... A long time. Oh, I didn't realize so that. So they were on a thing called Second City, mm-hmm. uh, which is a it, like Canadian SNL mm-hmm. and is based in Toronto. So they've known each other since like the 70s. So I keep hearing weird connection from like actors and actresses from Schitt's Creek that like know all know They each other. all know each other. Exactly. And so I'm like, it's so beautiful that that's what created the cast. Like... <laughs> You guys all just knowing each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so wonderful. Anyways, sorry. Um, so Levy's character claims that they got their acting talent from their grandfather in the form of a Dybbuk. Mm. Um, many other films centering on a Dybbuk include The Unborn from 2009, The Possession 2012, as well as some international films. Um, there is quite a bit of literature containing Dybbuks, including The Dance of Genghis Khan, where a concentration camp warden is haunted by a Dybbuk of his victims. Um, this one that I really am, I would like to read uh, is called, it's by Ellen G- Galford called, I don't know if I should say this word. The, it's a slur for a lesbian and starts with a D. We'll allow it the, if you want to. I don't want to say it. Okay, then I'll say it. Slur for a lesbian that starts with a D and the Dybbuk. Mm-hmm. Um, where a lesbian taxi driver is haunted by a female Dybbuk um, and then she gets the better of the Dybbuk. Oh. Because the Dybbuk is like married one of her 
Wait, who's, great, great, who's great, great. possessed by the Dybbuk? The female, the lesbian taxi driver. Oh. So way back, her grandfather tried to, said that he was going to marry this woman, and then he didn't, and she died. And so she cursed all of the firstborn females, and the lesbian was the firstborn female. But then the lesbian's like, a woman, right. a woman with me all the time? I I'm all right with for that. More. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, I, I looked for it online. Some copies are nearly $1,000. So oh, Jesus. I don't know if I'll be able to read it, but <laughs> Why? it sounds like a Why? good read. Why? I, I don't think they had a lot of copies. The, um. Um, anyways, so the specific modern instance of a Dybbuk that I wanted to talk about today is the Dybbuk box. Oh. Have you heard of a Dybbuk box? I haven't heard of a Dybbuk, so no, I have not heard of a Dybbuk box. Mama. Tell me about it, bitch. Um, so the best part about this is it's a verbatim account of the person who owned the Dybbuk box uh-huh. um, from the perspective of the person. So Kevin Manis was the owner of a small wine box that he claimed was haunted. And this is his eBay uh, description of said box because he tried to sell it on eBay. <laughs> um, all of the events that I'm about to set forth in this listing are accurate and may be verified by the winning bidder with the copies of the hospital records and sworn affidavits that I'm also including as part of the sale of the cabinet. Jesus! During September of 2001, I attended the estate sale an uh, estate sale in Portland, Oregon. The items liquidated at the sale were from the estate of a woman who had passed it away at the age of 103. A, gra- a granddaughter of the woman told me that her grandmother had been born in Poland, where she grew up, married, raised a family, and lived until she was sent to a Nazi concentration camp during World War II. She was the only member of her family who survived the camp. Her parents, brothers, a sister, a husband, and two sons, and a daughter were all killed. She survived the camp by escaping with some other prisoners and somehow making her way to Spain, where she lived until the end of the war. I was told that she acquired the small wine box cabinet listed here in Spain, and it was one of the only was one of only three items that she brought with her when she immigrated to the United States. The other two items were a steamer trunk and a sewing box. I purchased the wine cabinet along with the sewing box and some other furniture at the estate sale. After the sale, I was approached by the woman's granddaughter who said, I see you got the Dybbuk box. She was referring to the wine cabinet. I asked her what a Dybbuk's box was, and she said that when she was growing up, her grandmother always kept the wine cabinet in her sewing room, and it was always shut, and was set in a place that was out of reach. The grandmother always called the called it the Dybbuk Wait, box. Wait, why do you call it a wine cabinet? Because it is a wine cabinet. What? So it's a box that you open both sides, and on both sides there's like a slot for a wine. Okay. I guess I was just thinking like a wine cabinet is much bigger. Mm-mm. I guess because I drink a lot of wine. <laughs> He'll give you the dimensions later. Okay, okay. Um, shit. <laughs> um, Every time. <laughs> well, let me just skip ahead and I'll give you the dimensions of the box. Because, like, I mean, I have a wine shelf that has 18 yeah, bottles. The measurements are 12 and a half inches by 7 and a half inches by 16 and 2 and a quarter inches. How many wine bottles fit in that? You said... Two. <laughs> what are you carrying that around for, bitch? You don't need that. That's what she did. Okay. Um... All right. 
Um, so when the girl when the girl asked her grandmother what it was inside, her grandmother spit three times and then through her fingers said a dibic and a and kesselim. Is that the, a demon? Then? I didn't actually look up what kesselim was. Let me look it up right now. Okay. <laughs> Just boop 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 boop. Pop on and over. Um, yeah, this sounds like some weird possession shit, and I love it. I'm into it. Nothing yet? No. No. We'll look it up later. Okay. Um, So the grandmother went on to tell the girl that the wine cabinet was never, ever to be opened. Okay. The grandmother, granddaughter told me that her grandmother had asked that the box be buried with her. However, such a request was contrary to the rules of an Orthodox Jewish burial. The grandmother's request had not been honored. I asked the granddaughter what a dibik was uh, and what a keselm was, but she didn't know. I asked if she would like to open it with me. She did not want to open it, as her grandmother had been very emphatic and serious when she instructed her not to do so. And regardless of the reason, she wanted to honor her grandmother's request. I finally ended up offering to let her keep what seemed to be a very sentimental keepsake, at which point she was very insistent and said, No, no, you bought it. I explained it's that, on you now, bitch. I explained Get out of my I, house. I did not want my money back and that it would make me feel better to do what I thought was an act of kindness. She then became somewhat upset. Looking back now, the way that she became upset was just plain odd. She raised her voice to me and said, You bought it. You made a deal. Honey, you got it. Get out of this house. I'm out. So it reminds me of a movie that I've watched called oh, Drag Me to Hell. Uh-huh. Where this woman is a, a, she's like a bank teller, or a, she's a loan officer. So, so this woman, this elderly uh, uh, nomadic woman, start. There's a word that starts with a G. Yeah, I, I know what you're is, saying. Uh, I got it. When you uh, said nomadic and the way you said it, I was like, he's trying to be politically correct. Yeah. So she comes in. And she's like, please let me keep my house. And the woman's like, goes to her boss. She's like, she seems like. I mean, things are really going wrong for her. Can we later keep her house in the moment? The guy's like, do you want the promotion? She goes back and says no. So the woman curses her with a button. And as long as she has this button, she's cursed and she's going to hell. People will drag her to hell after like seven days or something. Unless she gifts the button away. Ooh. So that's, I got a little bit of that from this. Uh... <laughs> oh. So when I tried to speak, she yelled, we don't want it. She began to cry, asked me to leave, and I quickly walked away. I wrote the whole episode off as stress and grief as she might have been experienced. Um, I took my purchases and I politely left. Uh, I'm going to put two wines in here. (laughs) Why would you buy the wine? I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, At the time when I bought the cabinet, I owned a small furniture refinishing business. I took the cabinet to my store and I put it in my basement workshop where I intended to refinish it and give it a a gift to my mother. I didn't think of anything more about it. I opened my shop for the day and went to rent some errands, leaving a young woman who did sales for me in charge. After about a half hour, I got a call on my cell phone. It was from the salesperson. She was absolutely hysterical, screaming that someone was in my workshop breaking glass and swearing. Furthermore, the intruder had locked the iron security gates and emergency exits, and she couldn't get out. As I told her to call the police, my cell phone battery went dead. I hit speeds of 100 miles an hour getting back to the shop. When I arrived, I found the gates locked. 
I went inside and found my employee on the floor in a corner of my office, sobbing hysterically. I went to the basement and I went downstairs. At the bottom of the stairs, I was hit by an overpowering, unmistakable odor of cat urine. There had never been any animals kept in or found in my shop. Cat urine is strong, bitch. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, I have two cats now. I've cat got piss- cats that fucking live around yeah, here. Cat piss smells disgusting. It's gross. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, the lights didn't work. As I investigated, I found that the reason that the lights didn't work was also explained by the sounds of glass breaking. All of the light bulbs in the basement were broken. All nine incandescent bulbs had been broken in their sockets, and ten four-foot fluorescent bulb tubes were lying shattered on the floor. I did not find an intruder. However, I should also add that there was only one entrance to the basement. It would have been impossible for anyone to leave without making meeting me head-on. I went back up to speak with my salesperson, but she had already left. She's possessed. Uh, she never returned to work after having been with me for two years. She refuses to discuss the incident to this day. I never thought of relating the incident events of that day to having anything to do with the cabinet. And then things got worse. This is all part of the eBay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. As I already indicated, I had decided to give the cabinet to my mother as a birthday gift. About two weeks after I made the purchase, I decided to get started refinishing it. I was surprised to find that the cabinet has a unique little mechanism. When you open one of the doors, the mechanism causes the opposite door and the little drawer below to open at the same time. It was very well made. Inside the cabinet, I found the following items. One 1928 U.S. wheat penny. One 1925 U.S. wheat penny. One small lock of blonde hair bound with a string. One small lock of black slash brown hair bound with a string. One small granite statue engraved and gilded with Hebrew letters. I've been told that the letters spell out the word shalom. One dried rosebud. One golden wine cup. And one very strange black cast iron candlestick holder with an octopus leg. (laughs) I saved all the items in the box intending to return them to the estate. The family has refused all the items, so they will be included with the sale of this cabinet. After opening the cabinet, I decided not to refinish it. I cleaned it and rubbed some lemon oil. It was at this time that I noticed that there was an inscription in Hebrew carved onto the back of the cabinet. I have no idea what it says or if it is significant. I've included a picture of the inscription below. On my mother's birthday, October 28th, 2001, my mother called to tell me that she was going out of town with my sister for three days, and we postponed celebrating her birthday until she returned. On October 31st, 2001, my mother came to, give, came to my shop, where we were going to have a lunch together, but before we left, I gave her the wine cabinet. Oh, boy. She seemed to like it. While she examined it, I went to make a phone call. I had not been out of sight for more than five minutes when one of my employees came running into my office saying that something was wrong with my mom. When I came back to see what the matter was, I found my mom sitting in a chair beside the cabinet. Her face had no expression, but tears were streaming down her cheeks. No matter how much I tried to get her to respond, she would not. She couldn't. It turns out that my mother had suffered a stroke. She was taken to the hospital by ambulance. She ended up suffering partial paralysis and losing her ability to speak and form words. She has since regained the ability to speak. She could understand things that were being said to her and could respond by pointing to letters of the alphabet to spell out words that she wanted to say. When I asked her if, uh, asked her the following day how she was doing, she teared up and said the words 
N-O space G-I-F-T. I assured her that I had given her her gift for her birthday, thinking that she hadn't remembered. But she became even more upset and spelled out the words H-A-T-E space G-I-F-T. I laughed and told her not to worry. I told her that I was sorry that she didn't like the cabinet and that I would get her anything that she wanted if she promised to get well soon. Still, I didn't associate anything that had happened with the cabinet itself or anything paranormal. Frankly, I don't think I've ever been used a paranormal term until this month. I'll try to make this short now. I have given the cabinet to my sister. She kept it for a week. (laughs) And then gave it back. She complained that she couldn't get to the doors to stay closed and that they kept coming open. There are no springs in the door mechanism and I have never found that the doors have come open. I gave it to my brother and his wife who kept it for three days and then gave it back. My brother said it smelled like jasmine flowers and while his wife insisted that they put it out because of a cat odor. I gave it to to my girlfriend who asked me to sell it for her after only two days. It sold the same day to a nice middle-aged couple. Three days later, when I came to open the shop for the day, I found the cabinet sitting on the front doors with a note that read, This has a bad darkness. I have no idea what that meant. Anyway, I ended Not up great. home. Then things got even worse. Since the day I brought it home, I have had been having a, a strange reoccurring nightmare. Every time I have the horrible dream, it goes something like this. I find myself waking with a friend, usually someone I know well and trust at some point in the dream. I find myself looking into the eyes of the person who that I am with. It is then that I realize that there is something different, something evil looking back at me. At this point in my dream, the person I am with changes into what I can only be described as the most gruesome, demonic-looking hag that I have ever seen. The hag proceeds to beat the ever-living tar out of me. I have awakened numerous times to find bruises and marks on myself where I have been hit by the old woman during the previous night. Still, I never relate the nightmares to the cabinet, nor do I think that I have ever would have. But about a month ago, uh, or sorry, about a month ago, my sister and brother and his wife came over to my house and spent the night. The following morning during breakfast, my sister complained that she had had horrible nightmares. She said that she recalled having it uh, had it a couple times before. Um, went on to describe my nightmare exactly to the last detail. My brother and his wife froze as they listened and chimed in that they had both had the exact same dreams during the night as well. Sleep paralysis demons. Everyone? All four people? All four, Well, I'm not saying if... No. Hold on. We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hair was standing on the back of my neck and still is. As we talked, it became clear that the common denominator was that each of us had had the nightmare during the same time that the cabinet was in our respective homes. Mm. I called my girlfriend and asked if she could recall having the nightmare exactly. She described the same nightmare, same hag, everything. When I told her if she remembered the date when she had the nightmare, she said she did not. Then I asked if it happened to be the night before she gave me the cabinet back to sell for her. She said, yes. How did you know that? Because I know, bitch. Now, since my family discussion, it seems that all hell is breaking loose. Literally. For a week afterwards, I started seeing what I can only describe as seeing a shadowy thing in my peripheral vision. In fact, numerous visitors to my house have claimed that they have seen what these shadows, they, they have seen these shadow things. Um, I put the cabinet in an outside storage unit and was awakened when the smoke alarm in the unit went off in the middle of the night. <laughs> 
I went to see what was burning. I opened the door and I didn't see any smoke. However, I did get hit with the smell of cat urine. When I went back inside, the smell was there in my house. I do not own a cat and I never have. I went back outside and grabbed the cabinet. I brought it back inside and tried to research it on the internet. While I was surfing the net, I fell asleep and once again had the same nightmare. I woke up at around 4.30 when it felt and smelled like someone with was breathing on my neck to find that my house now smelled like jasmine flowers, just in time to see a huge shadow thing go loping down the hallway in front of me. I would destroy this thing in a second, except I really don't have any understanding of what it was or what I may be dealing with. I am afraid that if I destroy the cabinet, whatever it is that seems to have come with the cabinet may just stay here with me. I have been told that there are people who shop on eBay to understand these kinds of things and specifically look for these items. If you are one of these people, please, please, please buy this cabinet and do whatever you do with a thing like this. Help me. You can see that I have no reserve price or minimum bid. If I can make things easier, let me know and I will do everything with my, within my abilities. One more note. On the same day my mom had her stroke, the lease to my store was sum summarily terminated without cause. Measurements are 12 and a half by 7 and a half by 16 and a quarter. All of the items that I have originally been found inside the cabinet are included on the sale and will be delivered with the cabinet on July 12, 2003 at 2.15 p.m. Pacific. Seller, seller did added the following information. There is no way that I can respond to all of the emails that I've received since putting this thing online. I'll try now to update and answer the most common questions I've been receiving. One, no, I am not religious. Two, no, I do not wish to ha have or participate in any sort of exorcism or case study or photo sessions at my home. No, I will not sell the individual pieces which were originally found separate from the other pieces and the cabinet. No, I don't speak Hebrew, nor do I know what the word kislim means. I don't know what, I don't know that the word is even Hebrew. Five, at the end of the auction, I've decided to take an opportunity to speak with the winning bidder for two reasons. A, to make sure the winning bidder is serious adult who has employed some valid reasoning skills in the making of the decision to accept whatever this is. I will not be judgmental. Do whatever you will or want to do after the sale. To offer full explanation of the B to offer the full explanation of the details of the events that have transpired, after I have carried out those responsibilities and upon payment, I will have the cabinet and its contents delivered by U.S. Mail, FedEx, or UPS to the winning bidder. At that point, I will have no further involvement with this in any matter, any way, shape, or form. Period. Yes, God. <laughs> to all of you who have offered to pray, I may not be religious, but I am certainly open to the possibilities, no matter what your religion might be. Thank you. Um, update June twenty-four or June fourteenth, two thousand and three. Here is another update for everyone under this listing. No, no, I will not circumvent or make any deals outside of eBay, even for more money than the final auction price. If you want to win the auction and have some kind of money that you're offering, there shouldn't be any reason why you cannot simply place your bid in an open and honest fashion. I'm sure you can understand why I might be suspicious. Also, for those of you wanting to know, I am still experiencing anything out of the ordinary. I thought everything was okay until I got home on a Friday, the 13th of June, and found that the fish in my freshwater aquarium, all 10 were dead. 
Damn. Still hoping that all of this is coincidental. Is that the last listing? Mm-hmm. Is it still on eBay? No. Oh. It's gone since then. Mm. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what happened. He died. I don't know. That's some fucked up shit. The Dybbuk. The, well, Ooh. I don't know that that was a Dybbuk. I think that was two entities that were working there. Because if you were smelling cat urine and the jasmine, I think those was two different things that were working here. I think the, the jasmine might have been the Dybbuk, and then the other one was the, the Kishlem. Kishim. Kishlem. Kishlem. I was close. Um, and I think the Kesslem is, a, I would assume, some sort of demon. Like an actual demon. Not Because you mentioned multiple times that the Dybbuk is not supposed to be de- demonic in nature. It's not. So the Dybbuk is supposed to go possess people and do things. So I think that the demon is the one is, uh, is doing so, shit. There's two locks of hair in there. I thought it was three. Two. Two, okay. That's what I'm saying. So one's a bad so person. So I, I could imagine that it's two Dybbuks. I think something's demonic in there causing all these problems. I'm not sure. But it's very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've not heard anything from that person since they posted that. So it could be a hoax. I think it's probably a hoax. I think it's probably a hoax, too. But you know I love the stories. I just love the stories. I'm just like, ooh. Oh, my God. What if things were haunted? What if it it was real? I think things can be haunted, for sure. But I like the idea of it being like a a ancient kind of ghost. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's obviously not an ancient ghost because it could be, it could be somebody that got mad last week could still be a divic. That's true. Well, this. Every religion and every um, culture has their own view of spirits and demons and bad people and good people that are watching over you. I mean, you don't have to be a Christian to understand, to believe in angels and demons. You don't have to be Jewish to believe in Dybbuks and uh, Kishlims and, uh, you know, anything else. Or you don't have to be Hindu to believe in, in good spirits and bad spirits. Or even Native Americans that believe in good spirits and bad spirits. I mean, those things it's across cultures and realities fucking the yeningars are in norwegian Norwegian, and they didn't have well they had the nordic religion um and so i mean there's religions across the board that have the the idea of good and bad spirits regardless um so it doesn't matter what religion you are there's good and bad spirits so exorcisms i don't think are the end-all be-all of things and that's why it's like that's why I never understood Christians saying, like, look, I'm spraying holy water. And like, okay, holy water works on Christian people. Like, quote, sorry, quote, unquote, sorry. I'm really close, much closer to the table than I'm used to. Um, quote, unquote, Christian people. But, like, spirits, good or bad, I don't think are just relating to just Christianity. Like, that's not the end-all, be-all. There's spirits of sis. Period, sis. Um, across the board. I mean, you have an entire continent of Africa of people who have, uh, before Islam came in, that believed in all sorts of things. So you're just going to go in there and tell them their spirits are wrong? Their good and bad spirits are, are not existent? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. They absolutely are going to tell them that. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's true because, you know, religion does that. Large religions do that to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, no, tell us what you're just like. Uh, we got some uh, angry spirits up in this house, uh, regardless of what religion you're in. So, 
because you're using Velveeta shells and cheese instead of Kraft oh macaroni. God, I love Velveeta. You're fucking disgusting. No. You're fucking disgusting. So gross, but so good. No. Kraft macaroni and cheese oh, no. only. I don't I don't mean for the I don't give a shit about that. I don't buy Oh the, the brand, you don't care about I the don't, brand. No, I don't care about like the macaroni part. I just care about like the if I'm trying to make like queso or something like that. <gasps> oh I'm yeah, I like queso this weekend. I'm changing. I'm making queso. For what? Your cheat day? Yeah. I want queso. My cheat day. Mm. My cheat today I've actually eaten very well and now I'm having white claws. I was 1,200 calories. Now I've had three white claws and five shots. So five shots. <laughs> Cut Each... to three hours from now. Whoa! <laughs> uh, so I've only had two white claws and two shots, but I will have a third white claw. So it's only 500 calories. So I'm still under, I mean, not under the calories that I'm supposed to be eating, but like, I'm okay with that right now. It's my, it's my Friday. It's so. your Friday. <laughs> so I'm doing good. I had a relatively healthy Lunch and supper, but not breakfast. Well, look at you. Uh, mm. Also, we're not drinking for the month of February, so your bitch is going to be snatched. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I told Savannah, I was like, yeah, they're not drinking. Uh, she's like, are you going to drink? I was like, no, I don't think I'm going to. And she's like, really? I was like, We'll see. I'll be held to it. So whatever well, you're gonna do, I won't drink here. Is what I told her. I won't drink here at the podcast. So we're not, you know, I'm not wasted and you're just sober. Um, but How I mean, would that be? I drink. Shut up, Chris. Shut up, Chris. Shut up, Chris. You're not even funny anymore. Nobody's like, laughing. You're only funny when you're drunk. So when I'm drunk, exactly. <laughs> so that's a problem. Um, no, that's why I told her. I was like, oh yeah, because. I mean, she's supposed to be closing her house this month at some point. Uh, so I was like, oh, yeah, we can drink champagne. And then, like, I'm supposed to have mimosas. This month or next month? Cause... This month. Next 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 month is February. I know, but there's only three days left in January. Yes. She's supposed to close February 1st, but she is not. She has heard back. No, we're not. I'll talk about it on the podcast. All uh, right. <laughs> all right. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so I was like, okay, there's that champagne, and then I'm supposed to be, um, having brunch mimosas on Valentine's Day, so I was like, okay, that's also another, uh, moment. Oh, I forgot we're not going to be able to drink for Valentine's Day. Oh! Not that we need to. Also, not that, not that uh, I have anyone to be with on Valentine's Day. So I like, do! I have a husband! <laughs> this is my husband! Is my you don't have a husband! First Valentine's Day as a married Aww, man! Oh, and you can't drink alcohol. But I'm gonna have pie. <laughs> Valentine's Day pie. We were talk- talking earlier, and he was like, and I knew it already, but he was like, I don't really like fruit based desserts. And I was like, you're gonna have fucking pie. What about a meat pie? <laughs> he gets that every morning. Oh! <laughs> That's some gay shit. Spoopy! <laughs> <laughs> He's not listening. He has AirPods. That's fine. (laughs) Anyways, so today I'm going to talk about, and I should have texted you because I was worried that you'd talked about this before. I have. I haven't even said it yet. Oh my God, but I have. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about uh, Tsutomu Miyazaki. Tsutomu Miyazaki? Miyazaki? Yes. Mm -hmm. 
He was born on uh, August 21st of 1962 in Itsukaichi, Itsuta- Ooh, Tokyo. Things are, in Japanese, like two-letter segments, usually. Itsukaichi. There you go. Is that better? Two to three. Let me look at it. Let me see. It's not three. I watched Inuyasha. I'm good at this. This one. Itsukaichi. Itsu... But the the su like that it's it's kind of just like it's kaichi. Okay, I don't believe you. I'm just gonna call it it's kaichi. But also, uh, that doesn't matter. I'm gonna say it one time. Oh, actually, I think I'll say it another time. But it's kaichi. Um, he was. Do you remember? Um, did you ever watch Naruto? I did. So there was Sasuke. Yes. But it was spelled Sasuke. Yes. So that would be it's kai it's kaichi. It. Skaichi. Okay. Whatever. It, it's Skaichi, Tokyo. God, uh, you're so stupid. <laughs> he was born as the well. I'm sorry. The eld. What am I saying? The eldest son of a wealthy family. Uh, Miyazaki was born premature and suffered from a rare birth defect that caused his hand joints to be fused together, preventing him to be able to bend his wrist upwards. But he could go down, right? I think he could move Ooh. down, but I don't think he could go upwards. Well, uh, no, that was a gay joke. Mm. Is he, you know? Mm. You know? He's not, you know. Uh, he's not part of us. Don't oh. We don't claim him. He's a murderer. Uh, yeah. Oh. And also, he's also not a gay murderer. Right? Oh. So. <laughs> oh, he's not a gay murderer? Oh. If he's going to be a murderer, at least make it. No. We don't need any I'm more of those. We've got the, a lot of those already. The, yeah, we got a lot of those. We got the Puerto Vallarta gays. Oh! Oh! Gays against COVID. Yeah! Get him. Um, so Miyazaki's family uh, operated a regional newspaper company where they were well known in Itsukaichi. The better? Itsukaichi. Uh, where his grandfather and great-grandfather has served in the town council. Due to his parents being busy, Miyazaki was mainly raised by his grandfather uh, and an in- intellectually disabled man uh, the family had hired as a nanny. Miyazaki was ostracized when he attended Itsukaichi. Uh, I love that I said sure I that you're saying, I only got to say it twice. Yeah, this and then the it's coming up. Uh, Itsukaichi Elementary School due to his deformity and consequently kept to himself. Uh, Miyazaki attended Maidai Nakano High School. Let me look. In Nakano. In Nakano. It's... Nakano. Mayday. He said Nakano. <laughs> Mayday Nakano. Okay. Uh, you think you're so Japanese. I watched Inuyasha! <laughs> a pre- prestigious high school uh, l- um, associated with a Meiji University. Um, and was a star student until his grades began to drop dramatically. Miyazaki was ranked 40 out of 56 in his class and did not receive the customary admission to Maiji University for students hey, of the school. That's better than 56 out of 56. That is valid. You did beat 16 people out of the class, but like, bitch. <laughs> also, I feel like Japanese students are like, I don't do anything else. Mm, that's not true. Um, I mean, I understand the, um... From what I understand from watching The Ring and The Grudge and Sailor Moon, that's 100% true. They are very serious about the schooling, yes. Uh, I was friends with a Japanese foreign exchange student, um, Chie, 
um and in high school and she would tell me about her studies and stuff like that and like they they go to school all year long but they all have day yes they have long they go from like 7 a.m to like 7 p.m i don't think she went that long but she, well they do like 7 a.m to like 5 p.m and they, then they have two hour lessons afterwards that are private yes they focus on like themselves like the, their schooling is very important to all of them which is very i like that uh also the schooling is like largely compensated and paid for <laughs> what it's like their government pays for a lot of their schooling oh yeah 100 percent. so uh bitch if i was getting my school paid for like by all that would i pay attention all the time not necessarily but would i you know not have to worry about paying for my fucking university uh yeah because I worked a 30 to 40 hour a week job to pay for my university. And look how stupid I turned out. And now I'm just a podcast co-host. Savannah insulted us last night. Why? <laughs> because uh, I was like, oh, you ready to do this uh, YouTube video with me and Dusty for wine things? She was like, uh, I'm not doing a, a YouTube video. Um, she said, I'm not doing a YouTube video because uh, I'd rather do a podcast because podcasts are for ugly people. <laughs> Well, she's obviously only referring to you. Uh, I think she was only referring to herself because both of us are gorgeous. Well, see, I gotta, I gotta come at you there again because I you're gonna know. side with Savannah on this. You're gonna call yourself ugly, no, or just I'm not okay. And, and so you were you just like, oh, are pity. Like, you're okay, like so then the what about... mashed potatoes of drag. So what are you gonna say about let's talk about gay something? <laughs> Who's the ugly person there? Tony. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He'll never hear it. So then why don't they get on YouTube then? They've... Who are you going to insult? Is it going to be Kendall or is it going to be Thomas? It's obviously going to be Kendall. <laughs> Kendall looks like a boiled potato. <laughs> You're a shithead. With really fabulous shoes. <laughs> He's got good fashion sense, bitch. Sometimes I look at the fashion I'm like, can I just be him? I just like, like it that I was like... His brain We're works khaki so and white to our wedding, and he was like, "Okay." Well, so did like, your sister-in-law. Not like that. <laughs> I mean, your sister, your actual no, yeah, your sister-in-law. sister-in-law. Lol. I don't have a sister. <laughs> you don't have a sister. Stupid. Your sister-in-law. I liked her outfit too, and I was mm-hmm. like a khaki dress because she was like, "I'm gonna wear a khaki dress," and I was like, "Oh." Out of the box. Mama. And then she wore it, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that was very pretty." Like a, a British explorer. That's what I pretty. <laughs> that's what I picture. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's Storming the Sahara wearing a shin length uh <laughs> wrap dress in khaki. In khaki. She wasn't wearing a hat, so she was just That's the only thing that's missing. That the safari hat. I wore a safari hat when I was on Safari. Because I was oh, in South she... Africa. <laughs> I've been in South Africa. Oh my god. Finish your fucking Anyways, story. So um <laughs> He um, did not receive the customary admission to Meiji University for students of the school. And Meiji. Meiji. Meiji? May. You keep telling me to pronounce both letters sometimes. Uh, Meiji. It's Meiji. Instead of studying English and becoming a school teacher, as he originally intended, Miyazaki attended a local junior college and studied to become a photography technician. 
So not even just the photographer, the technician of the photographer. Um, so the one that develops the photos. Yes, God. Uh, so in the mid-1980s, Miyazaki moved back to his parents' house in Itukaichi near his father's print shop, sharing a room with his eldest sister. Um, although Miyazaki's family was highly influential in Itukaichi, he expressed... I love that you said you were going to say it twice, and you uh, said it seven times Okay, now. but I corrected this the first time. I already told this story, that I corrected the first time that I wrote it the way that I wanted to. Oh, yeah! And then Word yeah. deleted it, because <laughs> my computer decided to update itself. So, so sorry that happened to you, darling. Says the one who deleted 40 episodes of his own podcast. Are you going to get the pink drink? Oh, my God. So, uh, he expresses no desire to take over his father's job. Uh, he is later quoted with saying that what And he... I didn't delete it. It was fucking corrupted. Oh, so going. suddenly your computer is corrupted and mine re- re- resets without it and everything's fine? You lost one document. I lost 40. <laughs> Yeah, that's your problem, not mine. Shut up and talk about your <laughs> fucking story. So he later quoted with saying that what he really craved was being listened to about his problems, but believed that his parents were more worried about the material than the sentimental, and that would have that they would have not heard him, and that he would have been ignored. So basically, he wanted to just be. They just wanted to talk about. He just wanted someone to talk to him about his problems, but his parents didn't care because they were busy with the business. Um. He also said that at this point in his life, he was also uh, considering suicide. Uh, Miyazaki felt that he only received support from his grandfather, to whom he was close, but uh, and was rejected by his two younger sisters. Uh, in May of 1988, Miyazaki's grandfather died, which served to deepen his depression and isolated him even further. Oh, no. I see where this is going. Oh, yeah, you know. Uh, in an attempt to retain something from him... Miyazaki ate part of his grandfather's ashes. Um, that's not where I, the fully. I wasn't fully going to this point, but it fits in. It, it went fits there. In well, it went there. So a few weeks later, one of Miyazaki's sisters caught him watching her while she was showering, and when she told him to leave, he attacked her. Uh, when Miyazaki's mother learned of the incident. And demanded that he spend more time working and less time with his videos. He attacked her as well. Videos. I'll get there. Uh, he photography, oh, photography things videos. and video videographer. Yeah, things like that. Um, during the day, Miyazaki was, by all accounts, a well mild mannered individual. Outside of work, he randomly selected chil- children to kill. Uh, he also used to write... This write... is not the direction I was expecting. Oh. What were you expecting? Family killing? No. Just children. Oh. Just how, kids. How old is he? Uh, six, He was born in 62, and now this is 88, so he's 26. Oh. 26. Oh, that's not a direction I was... Nope. Nope. All right. All right. So, uh, he used to also... Yeah. It's my Friday. <laughs> Uh, oh my god, it's Friday! It's rainy. Just for everyone who knows, it's actually Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> I'm just, I work, used to work on uh, Thursday, so uh, that's all right. Anyways, so when, uh, oh, I said that already. During the day, Miyazaki, oh, I said that already as well. Lord. 
Um, he wrote, there you go. He would used to write to the families of his victims, sending them letters recalling the details of his murders. Uh, police found that the families of the victims had something else in common. All received silent, nuanced phone calls. Miyazaki would not speak a word during these calls and said simply breathing heavily. Are you mean so like you do normally when you're walking up a hill? When I go upstairs. Shit. I go up one set of stairs and I'm like, oh boy. But bitch, I can run a 26.2 mile marathon. Like, how does this make any sense? Let me tell you about what happens when I walk that dog. Mm-hmm. Because he's like the full time. He's like, I'm gonna I'm get gonna to gonna the end forward. of the fucking place. Oh, the ass. Fuck you. <laughs> and then I get back and I'm like, <sighs> I feel like it just ran. That's, what? That's power walking, honey. <laughs> it's essentially weightlifting and yeah. walking. Yeah, there you go. You're walking with a weight. I'm walking with a 30 pound weight pulling me forward. Yeah, and I'm trying to go slower. So you're holding back. You're doing a lot of back muscles there, aren't you? Well, let me just say, Gadoosh! You can do that. What's what's the thing on TikToks right now? The Rasputin challenge. Oh, the. Let me tell you, I am quite enamored with quite a few of those. I have followed. I don't watch two million TikTokers in the last week. I don't watch the TikToks, but do you have the TikToks? I do not have the TikToks. So you're just seeing the TikToks on the on the Twitters. Uh, because you know they they like to post the things all all of the time. Um, cheers! It's my Friday. Did we clink clink again? I heard it. Ah, oh, better. Um, so I see them doing this. I think it's called the Rasputin Challenge. I don't mm-hmm. know. Is that the song mm-hmm. title? Okay. Um, but they look stupid. <laughs> I will tell you at first. From and they're... scrolling through TikToks. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. 78% of them are hideously, disgustingly ugly. Oh, okay. All right. Well, the ones that I've seen on, on the Twitters are that are being retweeted to me are not. They're only being reposted because they're, <laughs> they're not. They're hot, yeah. Uh, doing the Rasputin Challenge, they're, 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 we'll say fit. They, they're, they're hot. But then Gay Fat Friend, do you follow Gay Fat Friend on Instagram? Uh-uh. You need to. He's so funny so funny his name is todd and he always says that he's like hey gay frat fat friend here my name is todd and then like moves on and like he's really funny um uh, he basically makes fun of fit in in a funny way is that he, he actually fat oh yes oh okay. yeah yeah uh but he basically makes fun of all the fit gays like he's a he's comedian like, hey guys just got back from puerto vallarta yes and like he originally he started by doing things like where the gays are like like doing all these muscles and like there's like water in the background like here i am just casually at the beach and he's like here i am hanging out with my best friend best friend so like it's like he he inserted love that you keep going like this is my hair this is my this is my hair because i don't have any hair (laughs) okay it's in my way it's in my way um so he yeah he um like he got famous by putting himself into gays like gay gay friends pictures where it's a bunch of like super fit gays and he's like hey i'm your friend too like what's up all those gay guys and that one girl that's just like yeah that's basically him like here i am like as the you know fat friend of the group so that that was the joke it's like i'm the gay fat friend um so he's actually really funny um and he's not actually fat no he is fat not like obese i mean he's large 
He's a no. he's a large man. <laughs> I mean, he's large. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, I was say he looks like you and I. No, <laughs> no, no. Like, hey, I'm the gay fat friend. No, he's large. <laughs> But it, it would I, only, also be funny. I weigh 175 pounds. That's what I was, it would be funny to also have someone like us who like does not have abs and is like we're not like deadly fit, but we're also well, not, like large. I'm. You speak for yourself. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> under this thin layer of <laughs> thin, thin paper thin layer, paper thin layer of fat here. Okay. It is an adon. It is Hercules, <laughs> Mama. <laughs> You can do the Rasputin challenge. Anyways, I've been thirsting over those people. Anyways, where were we? What happened? Why did we get here? No idea what we're talking about. Um, police. Yes, police found that they would receive silent phone calls. He would not speak during these phone calls, and instead would just breathe heavily if they did not answer Miyazaki's calls. He, you would think that he would just give up. No. He Wait, would, breathing heavy on a phone call? Well, if they didn't pick up the call. That's what it sounds like before somebody picks up the call for me. Where's Chris? Is no. he coming over? It's me calling the Taco the power Bell. company. <laughs> the power company. <laughs> and you know Hello, that, sir. <laughs> you know that, like, actually, because uh, working in a call center, they record all of that. From the second that you connect to them... While you're on hold, they were listening to everything you're talking about. Yeah, because it's me nervously trying to be there. Like, you overcharged me for something. But I'm so nervous the whole time. I'm like... <sighs> no, but so, like, the beginning part. So, like, if you're on hold, if you're, like, talking to someone in the background, they can hear all of that. Well, I need to stop talking during that part. You need to stop then. talking during that part because they can hear all of that during your recorded phone like, call. Hey! Yeah, it's not... It's Fuck not all a, these bitches! Yeah. You're like, oh, look at me being... Gay. And you're like, oh, yes, okay, I'd like to talk about this return that I'm trying to do. Yes, I can hear all of that. <laughs> because it... Yeah, uh... so Charles Manson murdered, like, 15 people, <laughs> and it was just crazy. And I wonder what would yeah, happen I'm just to... stuffing yeah, the body down the drain right now. Oh, hello? Yeah, hello? Okay. Yeah, anyway, so I got charged about $20 too much. <laughs> What's that about? Exactly. So they have all those uh, phone records um, all saved. Uh, so all of you are just cackling in the background. Uh, while you're on hold, they can hear all that. Anyways, um, so if they did not answer his calls, he would call them repeatedly. Sometimes their phones would ring up to 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Honey, before if he you finally didn't get gave in, in the first 30 seconds, don't bother because yeah. <laughs> there's obviously a point. Yeah. So. I love that people in like the the 90s were like, bring, bring, hello. hello. Click. Yeah. Bring, bring. Hello? Click. Click. Bring, bring. Who is this? Yeah. I'd be like, bring, bring. Hello? Click. All right. Oh, you answer your phone? I would look at it and say, someone's calling me. <laughs> yeah. Who is this? Um, Even no. then, I have my phone, like, out. And it's just like, like, oh, Spencer's calling me. Google, screen that. And, like, Google, it's just like, Spencer, Spencer, Spencer. And I'm like, and then it goes down, like, <laughs> five hey, calls. Up? Must be important. No, that's if someone calls me more than once, then that's when I answer. But if it was just that, I would be like, and then I text you, like, what's up? <laughs> Within a second after you just called me. So that is what makes me think that we might be a little bit more close to the Zoomers. Because, because we don't answer our phones? Never going to answer the phone. I do not answer my phone. Not going to answer the phone unless I absolutely 100% know who it is. 
But even you then, can leave a even message. then, I'm still like, why are they calling me? You could leave a message, and I, I will call you back if I it's was, important. I was talking to someone last night. I was like, uh, unless I have a call scheduled with that person, um, I am not responding to that call. Oh, I was talking to Nick. I was talking to Nick, and uh, he was like, if I see the name and I see it's a, a, a person's like that I know, and I answer it, they better be fucking dying. And I was like, <laughs> because that's Literally what I'm true. like. It, it's true. It, like then I'll help them. But like if they're just like, hey, I just want to talk. I'm like, unless I'm, you're, I'm my so... mom or my dad. Yeah, it's probably a no for me. Exactly. Dog. And then you're like, okay. I'm, and then your response is like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm like really busy. And then you go back to just like watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> that's me that's me full on uh so just to dive right in on august 22nd of 1988 one day after miyazaki's 26th birthday uh marie kano a marie kondo kano uh a kono it's two n so i said kano but kono fine um, a four-year-old girl vanished while playing at a friend's house. After failed attempts to find her, Kano's father contacted the police. Miyazaki had led Kano into his... Okay, well, I'm just trying to have a conversation here. I'm not. I'm trying to sneeze. Okay, well, uh, they let, he led the girl into his black... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just so <laughs> random. <laughs> Did I ever make you listen to that? Um, oh, shit. It's a John Mulaney. <laughs> you laughing makes me laugh harder. And I don't know why. So there's this John Mulaney skit. It's so stupid. So John Mulaney is getting a prostate exam. Oh, boy. <laughs> is he gay? He's gay. I don't think he so. He's no, not he gay? He has a wife. Oh, so I don't oh. think he's... If he has a wife, he's not gay. Questionable. Okay. Anyways, so he's getting a prostate exam, and when the doctor sticks the finger up his butt, he's like, Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and then he said when he pulled it out, he was like, I've never felt that before. So when he pulled it out, I thought I... Poop pooped into his yeah. hand, and so I said, "I'm sorry." <laughs> you know he's over exaggerating that, but also it probably happened. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but that's listening funny. to him say it is hilarious. Hey, I'm sorry, and that's funny because we as gay people can relate to that. It's like, oh, something's gone. Oh wait, that was just a penis. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> The penis is suddenly gone from my booty hole. <laughs> and I'm like, the sheets are ruined. <laughs> the sheets are ruined. So Throw them away. I have never ruined sheets yet. In my time of sex. No, I'm not going to talk about this. We're not getting into this. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> We're done with this. This is not a venue I want to venture No, 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 no. We're done. Anyways, what are you talking about? Music? I had to get the, the shot of gin out of my mouth. Um, Not that we're taking gin. Because we're good Christians. Let's start women, just Jen. Jen. But we she's just, just talked about out. her too quickly. She, you haven't heard her laugh because she didn't think we're funny. Uh, that was her. <laughs> that was Jen. Um, yeah. So, uh, Miyazaki had led Kono into his black Nissan Langley, then drove westward of Tokyo and parked his car under a bridge in a wooded area. There, Miyazaki sat along Kano for a half an hour before um, murdering her. And then exchanged, I'm sorry, engaging in necrophilia with her corpse. 
Oh. Yeah. Uh, Miyazaki dumped Kano's body into the hills near his home, departing with her clothes. Miyazaki allowed Kano's corpse to decompose for a while before later returning home. Uh, I'm sorry, returning and removing her hands and feet, which he kept in his closet at his home. Miyazaki burned Kano's remaining bones in his furnace, ground them into powder, and then sent them to her family in a box, along with several of her teeth, photos of her clothes, and a postcard which read, Mary, cremated, bones, investigate, prove. All like periods. So Kano's hands and feet were found in Miyazaki's closet later. Uh, on October 3rd of 1988, Miyazaki abducted seven-year-old Masimi Yoshizawa. Uh, Masimi. Masimi Yoshizawa. I'm just going to use her name. Uh, After spotting her while driving along a rural road, Miyazaki had... Rural. Rural. Miyazaki had offered Yoshizawa a ride, which she accepted, then drove her to the same place he had killed Kano. Uh, Miyazaki killed Yoshizawa, then engaged in sexual acts with her corpse and took her clothes with him when he departed. On December 12th of 1988, Miyazaki abducted four-year-old Erika Namba, which I was like, we're in Japan. This is not a Japanese name. Um, as she was returning... Namba is, is Japanese sounding to me. Oh, okay. What did you think he was? Not Japanese. Erica Namba? Eric. Erica. Erica Namba. Yes. She's got English parents. <laughs> I, I'm not chastising anyone here. I just thought it was funny. Sounds like one name. Erica Namba. Erica Namba. Mm-hmm. And the last name. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to stage. Erica, Erica Namba. Namba. More importantly, let's talk about my drag name that you hated. My new drag name. Wanda. It's not going to be my... Who's Rhonda? You. No. Uh... Edith Pussy. Edith Pussy. That's stupid. That's gross. And I love that you were like, I didn't get it. And then you said it out loud and you're like, like, Edith Pussy. (laughs) Edith Pussy. What the fuck is Edith? Oh. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the stage. We make lots and lots of noise for Edith Pussy. Edith (laughs) Pussy. It's just gays with a lisp, okay? Um, So, (laughs) what is it? Edith? Eat this pussy? Yes. Okay. What? Why are you still confused? I thought it might also be eat a pussy. Edith pussy. Eat this pussy. Edith pussy. Eat this pussy. Okay, whatever. Go. <laughs> um, so, uh, Miyazaki abducted four-year-old Erica Namba as she was returning home from a friend's house. Uh, Miyazaki had forced Namba into her into his car, then drove to a parking lot in uh, Nagiri Satima. Saitiyama, there you go, where he forced her to remove all her clothes in the back seat and began to take pictures of her. Miyazaki killed Namba, then tied her hands and feet behind her back, covered her with a bed sheet, and placed her body in his car's trunk. Miyazaki disposed of Namba's clothes in a wooded area and left her body in an adjoining parking lot. It was discovered three days later. On December 20th, Nama's family received a postcard sent by Miyazaki with a message assembled using words cut out of magazines. It said, Erica, cold, cough, throat, rest, death. 
On June 6th of 1989, Miyazaki convinced five-year-old Aoko Namoto to allow him to take pictures of her. Miyazaki then led Namoto into his car and murdered her, covered her corpse in a bedsheet, and placed her in the trunk of his car. Miyazaki told, took Namoto's corpse into his apartment and spent the next two days engaging in sexual acts with her, taking pictures of it in various positions and filming it. When Namoto's corpse began to decompose, Miyazaki dismembered it and abandoned her torso in a cemetery and her head in, a, in the nearby hills. Miyazaki kept her hands, drinking blood from them and cannibalizing them, eating mm. her hand flesh. Uh, fearing that the police would find Namoto's body parts, Miyazaki returned to the cemetery and to the hills two weeks later and carried the remains back to his apartment where he hid them in his closet. Between August of 1988 and June of 1989, Miyazaki mutilated and killed four girls, which we already talked about, between the ages of four and seven, and sexually molested their corpses. Uh, He drank the blood of one of their victims, as I just mentioned, and ate part of her hand. These crimes would... hands? I don't know. Uh, Because we talked about the Japanese... I talked about the Japanese guy who uh, ate someone's butt and... Then wanted still wanted to do again, and he's still alive and free. No, I thought he died. Did he die? I don't remember. It was part of our podcast. <laughs> oh, I remember things sometimes. <laughs> okay. He he was a Japanese. He was the one who was convicted in, in France, and France I talked about that. No, I talked about it. Issei Sa- Sagawama. I talked about him. No, I talked about him. No, I talked about him. I'm about to fight you. Try me, bitch. That was for my international... Issei Sagawama, episode 36 by me. No, by me. It's in my saved list. I fucking talked about it, you dumb whore. So that means you've talked about it twice? I talked about it before you. You did not. It was episode 36. Yes, I did. And he never got off and he was uh, featured in a magazine. Yes, I talked about that. I talked about it. If you talk about it, you talked about it after me. I talked about it before you. Episode 36 is last season. When did you talk about it? I talked about it during my international series. That was the same time. That yeah, was... so I talked about it. You didn't. Oh my God, I'm so angry at you right now. <laughs> that was the same time. Finish we... your fucking oh story. Oh my God. We... That means that you talked about something that I already talked about. Again. Mm, I don't yeah, think you talked uh, about it. No, I don't think I certainly have. I don't think you did. I talked about it. You were wrong. Finish your fucking story for Christ's <laughs> sake. Um so um Yes. So oh so he drank yeah, okay. So these crimes, which prior to Miyazaki's apprehension were named the Little Girl Murders, um, which later the Tokyo Sayatama uh, serial killer, which were also later named the Tokyo Sayatama serial kidnapping murders of little girls uh, that shocked the Sayatama prefecture, uh, which had few crimes against children. So basically, they were like, we don't have a name for these, but like, kids are turning up dead and we're not okay dead. with this. Yes. But also, that uh, already shows me that other countries can handle these things much better than us. Because whenever I talked about the the snow box killers in Australia, they were like, we had seven murders. This is too much. 
Japan, we had four murders. This is too much. Uh, United States, we had 28 people who were reported dead. Uh, I don't think there's a serial killer here. We don't know what's happening. Uh, these kids are just going and uh, they're just leaving town. Like, this is fine. Bitch, are you fucking kidding me? Hey. Specifically came to mind was Candyman Murder because we live here in Houston. And they were just like, yeah, these kids just leaving town. No. You only found the Candyman murder, the murder because they he got shot dead. Uh, anyways, so July 23rd of 1989, Miyazaki saw two sisters playing in a park in uh, Hachiochi, Tokyo. Let me uh, see. Oh, my God. How is this spelled? H-A-C-H-I-O with a long O, J-I. Hachioji. Hachioji. That's what I just said. Hachioji. Hachioji, Tokyo, and managed to separate the younger of the sisters from the older one. Uh, the other one stayed behind. Miyazaki was taking photographs of the younger daughter, who he had somehow convinced to strip nude, and then he caught, who was caught by his father, who attacked Miyazaki. I'm sorry, her father, lol. Um, who attacked Miyazaki but was unable to restrain him. After fleeing on foot, Miyazaki eventually returned to the park to retrieve his car, whereupon he was arrested by police responding to a call by the father. I think this is really funny because Mm -hmm. I can only assume this happened within minutes of everything. And he called the police at a payphone because it's 88. They don't have cell phones. So that means the police were there in a fucking heartbeat. Bitch, you call the police now, they show up an hour later, maybe, an hour and a half. Uh, or in, And also depending on the situation, when I say, hi, this guy is trying to break into my house and kill my dog, they're like, is this an emergency? I'm like, yes. And they're like, this doesn't sound like an emergency. You need to call the non-emergency line. And that takes them three and a half hours to get to my house. How does that sound like a non-emergency are you because the question was like are you in any danger i said i'm not currently in any danger but this man is apparently coming to my house to to kill me and my dog uh and they're like all right so you need to call the non-emergency line uh okay police showed up three and a half hours later Mm -hmm. that's that's cool that's cool uh but apparently in japan you call them they show up within minutes uh anyways uh, I'm not bitter. I'm not angry. So I'm not bitter. I just get better. Yes. So a search of Miyazaki's two room belong belonglo bungalow produced five thousand seven hundred and sixty two videotapes, some of them containing anime and slasher films, later used as reasoning for his crimes. So watch out, Spencer. Uh interspersed among the videos was footage of him. Uh, and pictures of his victims. Miyazaki was also reported to be a fan of horror films, of which he had a collection. Miyazaki, who retained a perpetually calm and collected demeanor during his trial, appeared indifferent to his capture. He was like, all right, what's happening? Uh, Miyazaki's arrest and publication of his crimes led to the media dubbing him the otaku murderer in reference to otaku culture. Do you want to guess what otaku culture is? Eating of people. 
No. Anime and manga. <gasps> Itaku. Itaku. It literally is about manga and stuff like that. So everyone's like, oh my god, this is the late 80s. And they're like, oh my god, manga is so bad. So bad for everyone. Everyone stop watching Cowboy Bebop. Yes. So his killings cause a moral panic in Japan uh, against Otaku, accusing crimes against anime and horror films uh, and uh, making him a murderer. So they were like, people who listen to anime and watch anime and, and watch scary movies are going to be murdered. So I was like, Lord. It's the same thought in America right now where it's like people who play uh, Grand, violent video games. Grand Theft Auto and all that shit. It's like those give video games change. No. That's how people avoid doing that. So, yeah, exactly. Also, sociology has proven that it is literally your family that causes you to be this way. Like your family is like the major cause of these things and then schooling after that and then video games and like every other like other social cause is much lower. So if the you're a psychotic Christian person who uh, is trying to make a cult out of your family, they're your, going to be the one that's the murderer. Your children are going to be the murderers, okay? Just going to throw that out there. Just going to be saying that. And also, they're also going to be the ones... No, I'm not going to go there. We're not going to go there. Hey, back rolls. Back rolls, seriously. So if you're literally fueling flames to the fire and saying, you have to follow this and you know, do that, you're going to end up with a murderer in your family, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways... So, uh, various newspapers claimed that Miyazaki had retreated into his fantasy world of manga as a result of neglecting upbringing. Uh, a person, a psychoanalyst, a person, a psychoanalyst of Tokyo University, Tokyo International University, I'm sorry, told the, told the newspaper that... Uh, the danger of a whole generation of youth who do not ex- even experience the most primary two or three way relationship between themselves and their mother and father who cannot make the transition from a fantasy world of videos and manga to reality is now extreme. So he was like, these people who, everybody. what? Video games are ruining yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he said. He said, uh, video games and manga are just destroying all this shit and bringing everyone to the extreme. We need to not do that. So then there was, of course, critics. So critics came on and said, um, one critic said, argue, I'm sorry. One critic argued that Miyazaki's collection of pornography was probably added or amended by a photographer in order to highlight his perversity. So they were like, okay, so... You guys wanted to just, like, bring in porn, so you just, like, threw it on the floor and said, Look at how much porn there is! He's crazy! Uh, another critic suspected that the release information was planning, playing up to public stereotypes and fears about Otaku, as the police knew that they would uh, help submit his conviction. So they were like, Look at how crazy he was by looking at all this cartoon shit, and it's crazy, it's so crazy! Cartoons are so crazy! Uh, they were like, Yeah, this will really get him convicted. No. Uh, and then a third critic asserts that the large collections of manga and videos were typical in the rooms of yous living in Tokyo area at the time. So, like, okay, you live in the city. This shit is popular right now. Why the fuck would you have this in your, your house? Exactly. So, so using that as a, a example for conviction and a reason for conviction is not, it was not enough. Honey. Honey. So, Miyazaki's trial began on March 30th of 1990. Uh, often talking nonsensically, Miyazaki blamed his actions on Ratman. Who? 
He was an alter ego who Miyazaki claimed forced him to kill. He spent time during his trial drawing Ratman in a cartoon form. All right. Um, Miyazaki's father refused to pay his son's legal defense and then committed suicide in 1994. Oof. Oof. So the seven-year trial focused on Miyazaki's mental state at the time of the murders. Under Japanese law, people of unsound minds are not subject to punishment, and the feeble-minded are entitled to reduced sentences. Three teams of court-appointed expert psychiatrists came to differing conclusions about Miyazaki's ability to tell right from wrong. Two teams determined him to be feeble-minded, one team concluding that he was schizophrenic, and the other one that he was multiple personality disorder. The third team found that although Miyazaki had a personality disorder, he was still capable of making responsibility, taking responsibility for his action. So they were like, uh, you have something going on with you, but you know, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Exactly. So the Tokyo District Court sided with that one, the last one, surprisingly, uh, and judged him aware of the magnitude and consequences of his crimes and therefore accountable. He was sentenced to death on April 14th of 1994. I'm sorry, 1997. Why did I look at a, a seven and say four? What is this? Uh, it was crossed. It was, it was a cross, and I was like, oh. It's, it's not so crossed. difficult. It's not crossed. Um, his death sentence was upheld by both the Tokyo High Court on June, 8, uh, June 28th of 2001 and the Supreme Court of Justice on January 17th of 2006. Uh, so basically, they were like, no, no, no. This is fine. He needs to die. Kill like, him. This is all right. Uh, he described his serial murders as an act of benevolence. 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 There you go. We got it. What were you killing these people for then? He was just like, mm, this is fun. They were going to be, they were going to be slow walkers. I don't know. I don't That's know what not his. not benevolent, you fucking no. dumbass. So the there was apparently another child killer later named uh, Kaoru, K-A-O-R-U. Keoru. Keoru. Kabuyashi. Lord, that's not even that difficult. Uh, Keoru Kabuyashi described himself as the next Tsutomu Miyazaki or Meimoru Takuma, which I guess are serial killers in Japan. Um, So he was like, I'm going to be the next one. And Miyazaki was like, no. He was like, I won't allow himself to call himself the next... Uh, so Tumo Miyazaki, when he hasn't even undergone a psychiatric exam. It's like, so he's not as crazy as me. Like, girl. <laughs> How are you going to have a superiority complex and exactly. also be crazy? Exactly. Especially after killing four young girls. Fucking crazy. Not crazy. Just psychotic. Yes. Uh, so the Minister of Justice signed his death warrant uh, and Miyazaki was hanged. Hanged. At the Tokyo Detention Detention House on June seventeenth of two thousand eight, hanged in two thousand eight. This is twelve day. years ago, thirteen years ago. Yeah, hanged. He was hanged. You know when the Japan. last person to die of a guillotine was by the state. 
Oh, from from our states or N- from by a state in in France in the seventies. Seventies. I was gonna say seventies. Yeah. People. I was gonna guess seventies or eighties, but yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy, but it's awesome. I mean, I don't know what's. I definitely did, would not want hanging. Guillotine doesn't actually sound that bad. But the whole point is to watch them get murdered. The like, whole point is for it to be painless. That, okay. <laughs> the whole point is for it to be painless. The so. whole point of guillotine was to watch them get murdered is what I meant. <laughs> yes, but the whole point of capital punishment, the death penalty, is for it to be painless. But all of them have been proven otherwise. All methods we've got so far have been proven, proven otherwise. Perhaps, besides lethal injection. This still been proven otherwise. People have people have tried to prove it otherwise. That's true, valid. But it's unintent. It's unfathomable, or un. You can't tell whether or not if you fully put someone in a coma and then stop their heart. Yes, and the problem that I have with the death death penalty nowadays is that um, you look at. Um, the justice system in the United States, it's fucked up. So we don't know that these people who are on death row now have gotten a fair trial. That's Mo- true. Some of them. Uh, but like the problem is that like we're looking at it from a the lens of a historical perspective where we're looking at it like, okay, well, I see Ted Bundy. And like Ted Bundy was proven – we know that Ted Bundy did these things. Or Jeffrey Dahmer or, you know, Tsutsumu Miyazaki. Like – uh, you know these people did these things. They some of them confessed. They've B- admitted BTK. To it. He's alive in Kansas still. Like they've admitted these things. They know they did these things, and they're allowed to live. Like that doesn't and live on our taxpayer dimes. Like that's the thing is that they're allowed two meals, three meals a day, watch TV, just get to sit there in their prisons. Like that's my problem with these things. Like certain people have been proven without a, a doubt and confessed to these things, and it's like. All right, honey. But then I understand that there are the opposite things, especially here in the United States, of people who are on death row for weed things. Like, there's stupid, stupid sentences that are out there. So, like, the justice system in the United States is fucked up. But we need to figure that out. It will never be my position to tell anybody that they have to die. So I don't support a death penalty in any fashion. I understand what you're saying. But I also do not understand the idea of... C- celebrating a life like not n- n- i'm not i'm Nobody's not celebrating. celebrating it well you look at ted bundy, ted bundy people were celebrating his life well yes and those people people should feel jeffrey dahmer people were celebrating jeffrey all those Dahmer's people life. should be po- feel poorly about what i know done. i mean they they had they they were chosen as martyrs by like these people like i personally cannot reconcile with myself the fact that i would want someone to die I know. because i can't say that there's anyone that i've ever wanted to die i know there's people that i don't want to have anything to do with and i'd be wish that they'd be exiled or catapulted out into space to where i would never have to think about them again but i can't tell myself that somebody should die i know i understand what you're saying do i agree with what you're saying you don't have to no. And I don't want you to. <laughs> okay. And I'm not saying... I understand there's a lot of people out there that think that there are there's an eye for an eye, but I don't I don't agree. 
See, the problem with the eye for an eye is that, like you have to understand without a you have to believe that without a reasonable like without a reasonable doubt. And that's the problem is that we have now gotten to a point of these judges who make these decisions based on race and wealth and all these other choices that make absolutely no sense. Like that doesn't make any sense. I mean, you look at Brock Turner who got not even he wasn't even he was convicted he was not even he was sentenced to three months in jail but didn't even get three months in jail for raping a woman like that doesn't make any sense at all to me like that's not an eye for an eye honey that's not an eye for an eye like you rape someone and like an eye for an eye is i mean he'd be castrated he'd be castrated in in uh hammurabi's code like that's what he'd get he'd get castrated for that but we're not looking for an eye for an eye we're looking for justice Period. Justice for the person who got raped and justice for, for, you know, figuring out what his sentence should be. And that is not three months, quote unquote, in jail when he got, I think he got one month and then got the rest of it, like, community service on good behavior. Like, that's fucked up. Um, so that's not an eye for an eye. That's not a, a thing there. And then, like, Ted, Ted Bundy to take people's lives or you know take children's lives like that that doesn't make any sense to me um so i will not say that i'm a supporter of the death penalty but i all am also not in opposition of the death penalty because i do think there are certain cases that need to be um i am in opposition of the death penalty yeah i think there are certain cases that need to be addressed that we are not supposed to be like paying for them to just be in jail like btk we're not supposed to be supporting him to get meals and he, he tortured and killed people like why are we supporting him to get tv time and recess and working out and hang out with people and 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 all this stuff like we're paying for that with our taxpayer dimes so he doesn't get to do anything with, that he wants to do when he wants to do it he doesn't get to do whatever he wants to but he does get to live a life but he gets to live because it's my impression that you a life is not something that you should be able to take from someone. He, granted, he, he did took think that he lives. thought that he was in charge of taking people's lives, mm-hmm. but I'm not in charge of that. Understood. I will appreciate your your um, understanding of that. And I will allow it. <laughs> um, it's two hours in now, so we should Oh my god, we had two hours with only this much oh information. God. Oh my god. We're not going to argue about the death penalty anymore. We will. We'll we argue about it We'll tomorrow. always argue about we'll it. We'll always argue about it. Um, well, we'd also like to thank our uh, sister podcast for always just, like, being here for us. Just, like, we're fun. You know, just, like, hanging out and, like, being like, hey, girl. They're amazing. They're amazing. And that's a let's, let's talk, talk about, about gay, gay stuff. stuff. Let's talk about gay stuff. It gives you all the youth culture. I'm sorry. Give you. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me back up again. They give you all the information for the youth that we need to know about gay history in the past. But they also Ugh. have a new segment called Whip Her Snapper, where your where your bitch ass truly will pop in and give you some youth culture in there as well. Because we know we need to educate that all the of millennials the are going to be the new old gays, and we got to share our culture. We too. need to be like, hey, we're still here, bitches. Hey, do you remember when the eighteens was a thing? You guys like Spice Girls? Do you guys know that Lady was, Gaga? That was ours. Lady Gaga? Anyone? No mm-hmm. one? <laughs> All right. Exactly. So that's uh, Let's Talk About Gay Stuff at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff.com. Let's Talk About Gay Stuff on Instagram. 
talk gay stuff on Twitter, and you can send them an email at let's talk about gay. Oh, Twitter. And let's talk about gay stuff at facebook.com. Oh, yeah. And talk gay stuff on Twitter. Yes. Did I say that? Yes. Yeah, I did. Uh, yes. Anyways, uh, send me an email at let's talk about gay stuff at gmail.com. Also, oh. our, like, weird. She's a little goth, and she, like, listens to music in a room alone. But then she's podcast. like, ooh, let's look about this, what's popular on the medias right now. But she's also like, wouldn't it be, like, really cool if I, like, put lots of bottom eyelash on? Yeah. That's our Rupee podcast. Oh, yes. Our Rupee podcast brings you today's drag race televised competitions to you. Oh, for yes, you. Honey. With uh, our opinions. Yes, God, Mama. Yes, God, Slay. Mm. Oh, I love the the, the, the tit titty slaps. Yeah. yeah, that was nice. Uh, that's our Ruby podcast on ourrubypodcast.com. Our Ruby podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Always send us an email at ourrubypodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Also, we can't forget our dearest, dearest, greatest friend, The Economy Works. Oh, tell me about it. Economy Works. Do you need somebody to do your social media work? Hire a freelancer. Do you need somebody for accounting? Hire a freelancer. Do you need somebody for management? Hire a freelancer. Economy Works helps to pair professionals with project work. If you are a company that needs help with your projects, go to economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W O R K S.com. Economy Works. When yeah. we work, oh. the economy works. The economy works. I was ready for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Economy works. Yum! I wasn't certain where you were going with that. I did it on the fly. I know. I had it ready and you took it over. So I'm proud of you. I'm a boss bitch. And I helped. Well, also, you're currently listening here. And that means you made it this far. So I'm proud of you. But also, go look at all of our social media. We got a lot of going on. We don't really. We got some stuff going on. We got some stuff on there. Uh, that's uh, our Spoopy Podcast on Instagram. Our Spoopy Podcast at gmail.com. Our Spoopy on Twitter. And our Spoop on Facebook. So that's what we've got. So get, get spoopy, spoopy with it.